0: you damn right. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope you're having a good Monday. It is overreaction spring game Monday. Just a different feel in the air uh, today. We hope you enjoyed your weekend and your spring game. If your team had a spring game, obviously for our purposes, a lot of Longhorn fans will be weighing in today on their spring game and we want your thoughts so remember the Specs text line is there 337-3776 what'd you like, what didn't you like concerns, the good, the good on one side always means bad on the other when it's a spring game so let us know what you thought we'll give you our thoughts as well it's Chad and Zay on a Monday I'm Chad Hastings joined once
1: again by Isaiah Collier what's up Zay? National championship season baby get your tickets ready Get your tickets ready. Y'all saw what I saw. Nah, slow down, y'all. Slow down. I'm just playing. I'm just playing.
0: Now, that, that's,
1: that's <laughs>
0: doing a keg stand with the Kool-Aid right there. That's well. you Yo, know that Kool-Aid spiked. You think a lot of people were walking out of DKR with that feeling? Hey, I know some
1: is. Uh-huh. I know some is.
0: We definitely want to hear from you today. If you bleed burnt orange, what did you think? of your crew on saturday what'd you think of those quarterbacks the running back room has been discussed the receiver room has been discussed what'd you think of the defensive side of the ball we will get in to all of that today and hope you had a chance to if you didn't if you did get a chance to get out to dkr hope you enjoyed that weather was great On Saturday, Uh, the spring game stuff will be discussed. Obviously, we'll get into some NBA as well as the NBA playoffs do what they do. They cranked up over the weekend and started providing stories pretty quickly. So we'll get into all of that this hour. We will start with a quick NFL note just to get it out there because it is in the Cowboys division. And how about this? The answer to the question of who is the highest-paid NFL player ever – By average salary, if you want to go that list, because remember, guaranteed money is Deshaun Watson, 230. But now, average salary, it's not Aaron Rodgers anymore, it is Jalen Hurts. The story is a five year extension, 255 million, and right over 179 guaranteed. The Eagles also have given him a no trade clause, which they have never given any player ever. History of the franchise, They eh? Eagles have never had a no-trade clause. That's what they think of Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts. So it's official, Cowboys fans, you have to deal with that guy for a while.
1: Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I mean, you knew he was going to get paid, but they're all in for a long time, and... You see what Lamar Jackson's going through. I think it's the style of play that's hurting Lamar Jackson. Well, Jalen Hurts has a similar style, and even though he's a little thicker than Lamar, I think that style isn't going to last a long time. Similar concerns, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. When you get into your 30s and stuff, you're going to be that same guy to be able to lower your shoulder and take those hits. And, yeah, we always go back to what he squats and stuff, but it's still the NFL. And we know when you run, you don't get those same rules that you do when you're in the pocket. So. His pocket play and his arm has really improved. you got to thank Lincoln Riley a lot for that. And his work ethic, you know you're not going to have to worry about that. You know you're not going to have to worry about him off the field. You talk about him being a leader. He's as good as it gets in the National Football League. He's a cool, swaggy dude. He fits the culture of Philadelphia as a city. So you look at all those things, it makes sense. It's just – I do think about his style of play for the long haul.
0: Yeah, and if, I'm, if you're Lamar Jackson, isn't that what you go to the Baltimore Ravens or whoever? You go to them with this kind of argument. Look what's going on in – look what. They know, they know Jalen Hurts is not playing inside of a glass container. They know that there's no bubble. They can't put bubble wrap around that guy. And look at the money they're paying him. So now I wonder if Lamar goes back to his people. Uh, excuse me, if he go, if there are no his people. It's him and his mom. Yeah, mama. Right? Does he go back to the Ravens? And if mama, a, you see this? If there's another team to get it, you that see
1: where in, they Jalen? You see this?
0: If the guaranteed money is now 179 for Hertz. That makes Kyler Murray second at 189 and a half. He's essentially at 190, and then of course Deshaun Watson at 230 or so. The reports are that he was offered Lamar Jackson was a little more than Kyler Murray, like 180. With all of it put together, it might have been around 190, something like that. So now I would wonder: Would he take 180, 180, 185, somewhere between Hurts and Murray? Would Lamar Jackson agree to something like that?
1: I mean, he should at this point, but I just think so many things have soured up there in Baltimore. I feel like he's being petty at this point. He's not trying to listen to anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And it seemed like the Odell Beckham Jr. thing really didn't do much, which I didn't think it would, but still, you would think it would help a little since they were FaceTiming each other. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe this pushes the needle more for Lamar to get something done with Jalen Hurts, but I just – these brothers getting a lot of money. They are.
0: They are. We'll see if Lamar Jackson ends up getting uh, a big hunk of money as well. So Jalen Hurts signs an extension with the Eagles. All right, again, we want to know your thoughts on the Texas spring game. If you're a Longhorn fan or if there was another spring game you were checking out this weekend, um, our man Bevo Lance Jason says, Texas spring game was entertaining, but not as entertaining as declaring a spring game offense and defensive MVP, (laughs) Chad. Wait. What? We don't need to get – why would we Beautiful. need to get don't, – Beautiful. Don't worry. We'll get into the Aggie spring game a little bit in the crap bag. And I did notice that this, I love m- it. this morning. that I love it. At the end of the description of the game, for some reason, there were spring MVPs and awards given out. Weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, whatever. Y'all need some type of positive – you know, things going on in College Station. So. I'll
0: find you a couple positives in the crap bag. There we go. There are a couple of them I found. Uh, we'll do that at 1245. But, Zay, let's get into the Texas spring game. You are a Longhorn fan. Lots of Longhorn fans listening right now. And it's natural to have the, you know, you're you're excited, you're a little nervous, you're this or that before a spring game. Give me your thoughts here as we start to break it down. What you, what'd you think?
1: It was cool. Nobody got hurt. Um, You saw flashes of what this team could really be, and that's what we've been saying once the 2022 season ended, and you started getting all these freshman commits, and you know all these guys started coming in, and you knew who was going to stay and who was going to leave, and that was putting yourself in the position to win a Big 12 championship, and... Just the depth, man. Like Sargas was saying on the Pivot podcast, like he's been telling Craig and everybody, everybody that covers uh, uh, the game and University of Texas, he feels very comfortable with this squad. They're starting to look like his team. And we saw flashes of that all day on Saturday from Xavier Worthy looking another year better, mm-hmm. healthy. That's the main thing. Yeah. And. Even if you get into an Xavier Worthy situation like you did last year, you see that there's other guys that can step up where there weren't last year. It was, you know, we thought it was a deep wide receiver class, but it was thin, especially with how these coaches looked at these guys. They didn't have no confidence in them. Even ex- yeah. uh, Jordan Winnington had one touchdown last year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And I thought he was one of the big bright spots. Everybody wants to talk to these young guys because they're new. We're kind of old on Jordan Winnington. Mm. It's his fifth year here. He was big. I thought he was really good. He thought, thir- thought 13 looked good. I huh? thought 13 looked really yeah, good. He lost too. weight and stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? he talking about, I, I love when he talks about not eating ice cream because I know that's tough for him. It's tough for Ooh. me too. And he definitely, Hallelujah. Has, yeah, he definitely has way, you know, He deals with it way better than I do. You see the belly here, Chad. So there are so many bright spots. A.D. Mitchell's catch, that stood out, obviously. I know people want to hate on Quinn Ewer's arm and stuff, but you got to know your personnel. Quinn knows sometimes I could just throw it up to certain guys like that, and that's the beauty of it. There was a point in time where you couldn't do that last year, and Sark was acting like you could. Well, and that's a great example of a play that wasn't perfect,
0: but a guy made a play. Last year what we saw sometimes with Worthy and Ewers was they were trying to perfect something, and when one little thing went off, the play broke. But in that case, that's obviously not the ball Ewers wants to throw. But A.D. Mitchell is saying to him, like, that's okay, just get it kind of close and I might be able to go get you one.
1: And he did. And it ends up being the play of the game. Absolutely. Think about how many defensive coordinators coming into playing Texas focuses on J.T. Sanders. Because how can you not? He's a ridiculous physical specimen, an athletic. Oh, and he looks even better. And he looks better. He didn't even touch the. He didn't even catch the ball though.
0: He didn't even catch it. He He didn't even catch the ball. He
1: had that one drop early in the first drive. First play, one of the first plays. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then you know you just didn't see him. And that's the beauty of it. You saw guys like Jonte Cook who looks ready. I know DeAndre Moore had a couple of drops, but he also had a couple of solid catches too. And, you know, I think some of the guys had those jitters. I think a lot of those dropped for DeAndre Moore came to just the jitters of being out there at DKR yep. for the first time. But I talked about it yesterday, Chad. If, God forbid, something were to happen to Quinn, yours, would we be able to bring in a backup, whether who, whoever it may be, could they come in? and you still get to where you need to go and still have the same aspirations and still have the same goals if that were to happen when you were to go down. And what I saw on Saturday, I think so.
0: Yeah, I think you do.
1: I think so. I now, think you, I didn't, you didn't see too much. You can't judge it too much. You can't hit the guys. You know, it's a lot easier. Arch was running like crazy. He was running like he was Lamar Jackson out there. I was like, "Yo, Arch, I feel you, but – Stay in the pocket a little bit. He'll learn. That's what it comes, you know. That's being a young guy who just got to campus. That's what you're going to see. But at the end of the day, I love what I saw all around. I thought the defensive line was decent. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. so hard to tell at the end of the day, you know, looking at both sides in the spring game. One team does well, you're gonna hate on the other side. That's that's just always the natural, you know, mentality going into these spring games. So I'll just trying to phase that out. But overall, yeah, they look good.
0: Somebody texted in Jaden Blue was good this weekend. Also, I know it's spring football, but Malik Murphy can slang it. Coming in on the text line, Murphy certainly did look uh, pretty good. Someone else texted: in, tackling was trash, O-line was shaky, running backs were meh, and Malik looks like the best quarterback and he won't touch the field in 23, barring injuries. It's another eight-win team. Wow, okay. Here's some, here's some realism in the coolant yo, for you. It, <laughs> says, I've been dead on with my win predictions after the spring game five of the last six seasons. And this fan is saying eight-win team to them.
1: I feel like as a defender, we don't give these guys enough credit because a lot of those dudes on offense were wearing green jerseys, like A.D. Mitchell. So you know in your mind, I can't hit those guys. Right. So it's hard to turn it on and off for guys I can hit and can't hit.
0: That's where I would tell there's certain things that you can't overreact about. I think anything in the running game, you kind of got to wait. Now, if it's not the A.D. Mitchell catch, the play of the game is probably Jaden Blue's run. That was nice right there before the goal line. But that play also means two guys had to miss a tackle. So,
1: yeah, A. Barron went right past him in the green jersey,
0: right? I mean, there's exactly a couple, a couple of those, but yeah, the, the physicality on defense, it's hard to figure it out. And then, past a couple of throws, I don't think you can say much about Arch Manning because he did spend a lot of time scrambling because he didn't have the protection. Those defensive guys are told not to touch him, obviously, they can't go slapping at arms when he's trying to throw and stuff like that. You had a bunch of guys coming in, Anthony Hill. There were a couple of moments where I'm thinking, you know what, if that other guy's wearing a different color from Anthony Hill, that's what Texas fans are going to want to see. If I'm a Longhorn fan coming out of there, I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait for a live rep with zero coming after the other team.
1: Yeah, and that was Savion Red's assignment for the run blocking responsibilities, and he got blew up, which... You expect that for a guy transitioning from quarterback in high school, receiver in college for a little bit. Now you're trying to play running back. So Anthony Hill did blow him up, and that was a nice play by him. Definitely got to be excited by, you know, what he brought to the table, even though it was just a little bit. But Leona LaFow, I thought he did well for the time he was in. And it's just hard. You're right. It's just so hard to judge those defensive guys because there's the green jerseys. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to hit nobody. Like how am I supposed to hit this guy? Like I know I'm supposed to hit the running back, but these guys are coming across some in the green jersey, some in the white, some in the orange. Like it's tough.
0: You can't judge if there was anything that looked like a quarterback run. Can't judge that because they're not hitting them normally. And then again, when a quarter, once the quarterback decides to leave the pocket and scramble a little bit, unless it's just a rollout and throw, you just can't you can't get a lot from that. So um, if you're a Longhorn fan, let us know what you thought of Jaden Blue. Obviously, um, you know, that's going to be one part of the, the running back discussion. And uh, obviously, C.J. Baxter, C4, got a, a touchdown as well. Uh, so let us know what you thought of those guys. Somebody says, seeing the trajectory of players, coaches, and the overall team, I fully trust these Longhorns. Ah, oh, the T word, fully trusting these Longhorns. Yeah, we'll see about that. You could see a a progression, I doubt, Zay, with a lot of different players. Quinn Ewers looked more comfortable with certain things. I thought it was great. I'm always looking for just little details, little nuts and bolts. If you're a Longhorn fan coming out, not a lot of dumb offensive line stuff. Right? Not a lot of dumb false starts. Uh holding is a subjective call, but things to things seem to run fairly smoothly. Thought all that was good. You talked about Worthy's development. I thought we could see that a little better on body control. Now, what'd you think of the deep ball throw to Worthy? Do you think the quarterback threw him out of bounds or do you think he's gotta adjust that once he catches it and stay in bounds?
1: A little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. I didn't he didn't quite throw him out of there, but it's one of those he probably would have liked to put a little more air on it. But at that point, with Worthy, yeah, I'd probably tell him to get the get the ballet shoes out and do a little do a little high step in there.
1: Yeah, dive something.
0: Right, it needed to it needed you know to have a saying? little.
1: Got dive, you know, you got
0: stretch the ball, something the, like the that.
1: Lingerie on that thing.
0: But that was a nice, uh, obviously a nice throw. And I also thought that the just throw it downfield to throw it downfield, which we're going to see with Sark. I thought that had a little more control to it on Saturday. They didn't immediately go to let's just chunk it all over the yard. I liked some of the mid mid level and short routes that I saw. Like the third down play to Whittington. Little crossing, little, that, that nice yeah, little little cross route. Yeah. Even if yeah, so on a third down to, to say, Hey, let's go move these sticks. Because I agree with Sark about the quarterbacks. Hey, take what you can get, but that's also your play call. Your play call helps them get what they can get, and I liked a little bit of that little end-around handoff to Jonte Cook. I like that. That Like the like the way they used him. I've said it. That's the guy. That's the freshman I was looking forward to seeing the most, and he turned the you know turned the afterburners on on the touchdown. But in a way, I like the mid-range and shorter stuff with Jonte Cook. I think he's going to be really helpful to Texas in in that area.
1: Well, you got to utilize the running backs more. Without B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, you got to utilize the running backs more in the passing game. And I thought Malik Murphy did that on that nice little shot with, uh, who was that... So Woods, Woods. yeah, Woods, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, walk on. That was a nice pass to see Malik Murphy's arm, and just you know, certain things like that. There's so much attention on Xavier Wordy and J.T. Sanders, and it's gonna be A.D. Mitchell that I think Jordan Whitton he's gonna have a huge year. Those Mm -hmm. running backs catching the ball out the backfield. It's just all about Quinn. Yours taking what he gets. And not always trying to get the deep play, the home run play. That was such an issue last year. And a big reason why that was an issue because of Stark's play calling. Sometimes you just got to let them know, yo, take this instead.
0: Right? Just do it. In fact, I know it would have been boring to start the spring game this way, but go back and watch the very first play when he tries to hit JT Sanders. They put Sanders kind of in a slot there left, which I like. You got to move him around, make defenses think about him. But he ended up running a route that was going to be tough. You had to really put that ball in a specific spot, which, uh, which in the end, Ewers didn't do. Plus, he was covered fairly well. Go back and watch the middle of the field. Jaden Blues just standing there. Right. He is wide open, and he's eight yards from everybody. And as the game went on, you can see Quinn Ewers is starting to see the middle of the field a little bit better that's that next level in quarterback development so he's going to see those tight end routes he's going to see crossers he's going to see the the his his safety valve just released just a running back waiting on him or a tight end waiting on him so but that's the very first play of the game. That would have been a fairly boring way to start a spring game. I get that. But that's a big play for him to look for a little bit later on on like a second and long situation. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a first down out of that and you're going it'll look easy and you can let that receiver do a lot of the work for you. So, we'll see if that progresses once we get to the year.
1: Yeah, just imagine like 10 personnel, 10 pet, like 10 personnel packages, just four wide receivers out there, Jonte Cook, AD Mitchell, Jordan Wentz and Xavier Worthy. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely ridiculous. And they're going to get so many one-on-one matchups that Steve Sarkeesian loves to put guys in those situations. And we saw that a little bit on Saturday. So, yeah, sky's the limit. I know Quinn Ewers, the mechanics, there are certain things he still has to work on. He relies on that beautiful arm a little bit too much. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, it'll come. I think it will come. I, I I really do. I think he's still a work in progress. He's still young. And you know what, Chad? I think a big reason why he doesn't put like his whole body into throws sometimes, I think he's afraid of getting hit. I I think he's been hit a lot. Hmm. And that hit, that shot he took from, who was it, Toe-A-Toe, Toe-A-Toe, Alabama, who hit that shot?
0: Was that Toe-A-Toe or toe-toe. somebody else? I feel like it
1: was toe toe
0: Ooh, it may have been. I can't remember if it was him but or someone else. High school oh, too. God, and that hit was extra bad because he went airborne for right. that hit.
1: And you see Rodgers. He has that quick release. Aaron Rodgers. He does that in the NFL to where he doesn't have to take shots because he can rely on the arm. But he's a four-time MVP, so we could get away with it. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I think being the baseball player and getting in that stance that helps him out too with the sidearm and different other throws. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just think Quinn. Yours. He 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 knows that guys are. Coming coming and his release it's so quick it's so fast it's so pretty i think that could get him in, tr- in trouble sometimes but he also mentioned it in this presser talking about how he hates playing against guys like alfred collins alfred collins is six five so he's gonna be batting your balls down mm-hmm. so you think about that pass to ad mitchell it's gonna be a little high because he's thinking about guys like that batting the ball down so luckily enough, you have players I could go get it, like an A.D. Mitchell and Isaiah Nair when he gets back, a J.T. Sanders, you know? So that, that's, that's the beauty of it. Even like, like you said, when there's mistakes, other guys could cover for it due to the talent that they have on the squad.
0: We got a couple texters, uh, and I thought it was a little more of a basic name. A couple texters are saying they thought it was Dallas Turner that put that hit on him. Okay. Not Toe Okay.
1: I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know more than I do. I can't because I didn't have the name in my head. But it, I thought it was
0: a more basic name than Toe Toe. Right. Um. But whoever it was, that was a tough one. Yeah. yeah that. That'll affect the way you think about defenders coming at you. Yeah, that's that, that's fair. Uh, a lot of good texts coming in. Uh, somebody else texted before we hit this break. The haters are already out. LOL. Don't like what you see? Pick another team. Well, you don't have to go that far. I thought they looked good. Who is this walk-on Kai Woods? He looked explosive. Kai Woods did look pretty Yo, good.
1: This might be the first year Sark doesn't have a 1,000-yard rusher because there's a lot of people that could eat out here. A mm. lot. Uh, Are you calling an end to the run? I'm not saying an end to the run. I'm just okay. saying a lot of guys could eat. I see. Okay. So by committee, then they're going to be a lot of thousand-yard rushers, but not maybe not a single one. We, we don't know what Jonathan Brun's going to be when he comes back, but save mm-hmm. yard Red, he's showing a little something-something. Jaden he, Blue, he's showing a little something-something. Red does have a little bit more of a running back
0: look to him than I thought he would little bit more of that look to it. And I know they do run angry. They're trying to make that Debo Samuel comparison. Obviously, there's a ways to go before you get to that. But yeah, there's a running back there.
1: He had one on the sideline where he lowered his head, and I don't know who hit him, but he got, after he got up, he kind of like shoved his arm and like a uh-huh. like, dude said, "I'm like, no, this your teammate, bro." Yeah. I get it. Good physicality, that, though. but yeah. it's your teammate. Remember that.
0: And also, I know there was criticism on the broadcast, of, at least LHN broadcast for it, but I think Jaden Blue might have made a good decision there on the sidelines, because if one of those young guys lights him up and he can't play, eh, it's not, probably not good. So on the little trick pass and yeah, everything...
1: Yeah,
0: Robert Griffin, yeah. That's... I, I, I understand where RG3 was going with the criticism, I, but I, in the end, I think that might have been the choice.
1: Well, Xavier Worthy, he just called a pass before he threw that. Let him catch his breath a little bit. He huffing and puffing. You saw him like putting his hands on his hips and stuff. Oh, I you're saying that. Worthy had just called a ball. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, called yeah. a pass right before he threw that thing. I knew it wasn't going to be on the money. Yeah, I just knew it. I was like, oh, this dude tired. He ain't gonna put this on the money, and sure enough. Yeah, it was
0: a little different. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to react to that play. You can let us know what you thought. Specs text line 337-3776. The reaction and overreaction to a spring game, because that's kind of what it's about. Coming up at 1245, I'll give you a little bit on the Aggie spring game, and apparently the jokes are already flying about the Aggies coming out of the spring game uh, over the weekend, but I'll tell you some of the things that I noticed. Up next, we'll get into a little NBA. Both LA teams get big Wins to start their series and two big
1: Chad and Zay.
0: What a good usage of the synthesizer there. Never really noticed that in the beginning of that song. That's fantastic. Ah, The legend, the king, Ronnie James Dio. This is technically Dio with, what is this song? Uh, Rainbow in the Dark? Rainbow right? in the Dark. Yes. There it is. Ah, that's good stuff. All right, Dio gets us started today. We hope you are having a great week. Later on in the week, we are going to the L section for our album swap discussion and I'm uh, gonna be listening to a Little Wayne album, the first solo Little Wayne record, nah, no, or not the first big one?
1: the first big one. Okay, I'm listening to the Carter. Actually, I don't from know. 04. He had other big ones, but this is what took him the superstar. Though.
0: Gotcha. Uh, 2004's The Carter. I've started listening to that a little bit. And Zay is going to be listening to Living Colors Vivid from the late late 80s. 1988. I'm a Living Color freak. It's one of my favorite bands ever. And uh, I want Zay to check out a little Living Color. Yeah,
1: yeah, Wayne. It's like Wayne having a few all-star appearances. Uh-huh. And then... When he dropped the Carter, he started winning championships with those Austin. This is when it really got going. This is when it yeah, got yeah. going.
0: So we'll get into that later in the week. We're already taking your thoughts on the Texas spring game. What did you think? Somebody texted, I've been saying for a few years now, our speed of play needs improvement, especially as we enter the fast paced SEC. But that's all they texted. So did you think you saw better speed on Saturday? Let us know. Uh, It's 337-3776 on the Specs text line. We're getting reaction to the spring game. We'll get more of that from Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com coming up at 105. Also a reminder that the folks over at Bam Fam have another great camp coming up this weekend. It's for boys and girls, 3rd uh, grade to 12th grade, although here on the page it says 5th grade recommended, so take that for what it's worth. 300 kids max per camp. Uh, a couple of big names, Fozzie Whitaker. and how about this? Roshan Johnson. Big going to, time. Going to be a part of this camp right before the draft. If you want to check it out, go to bamfam.org for more information. That is this weekend.
1: Yo, there's been some big time camps in the Austin area as of late. It really John Robinson had a camp. Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell had their little basketball camp mm-hmm. over at Manor. That's big time. So, yeah, man, get out there. Let your kids know.
0: Yep. And uh, shout out to that Bamfam organization. They do great work there. And uh, cool to hear that Roshan will be a part of it. Hopefully, we'll be able to get Roshan and or Fozzie Whitaker on a couple of the shows this week to tell you a little bit more about it. All right, NBA playoffs got officially cranked up this weekend. Zay, we got winners on Saturday. Philly, Boston, the Knicks, and Sacramento in an exciting one. And then yesterday it was Lakers, Heat, Clippers, and Denver uh, that all got wins. Uh, I'll let you start wherever you want. What jumped out at you this weekend?
1: Memphis Grizzlies are in some serious trouble John Morant went down yesterday with a hand injury. They say that he's in jeopardy. Luckily, they don't play until Wednesday. So this, is a, this is where the schedule could help him. This is where the schedule could help. We talked about it helping the
0: Lakers, but this is where it could help the young guys.
1: Yeah, and I talked about it before the series started not having Brandon Clark, their center and Steven Adams is going to kill them. And it showed at the end of the game, obviously not having John Morant that last five minutes hurt too, but Tyus Jones, he's a solid backup when John Morant was down last year, they won a lot of games without him. So he's a really good backup a guy that could probably start for a few teams in the league. And man, if LeBron James has the game that he has and they're still able to win the way they did, I don't know how the Grizzlies are going to come back with a 80% John Morant, even if he plays at all. So Dylan Brooks, it's so interesting because Dylan Brooks, he's the defensive stopper for the Grizzlies. And his matchup, it should be LeBron. Like Taylor Jenkins, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put your best players on on the best perimeter offensive player, and that's LeBron, and Dylan Brooks is their best defender. But LeBron was a decoy at the end of that game yesterday. Yeah, he hit a huge three, but they started putting him in the corner, and they started going through Austin Reeves, Hillbilly Kobe who?
0: Dude, he had a game.
1: Yo! My God. He's about 6'6", 6'7". He has point guard skills. I remember going up against him when he he was at Oklahoma and he was giving us the work and I'm like who the hell is this dude?
0: Yeah, was it half Wichita State, half Oklahoma? Yeah, because
1: he was a transfer. I'm like who is this dude? This dude got game and I don't know if he'll be making money in America, but when he gets done with his college career, he's going to be making some money.
0: Let's talk about both ends of one of the best plays of that game. Reeves go under the basket, throws a pinpoint behind the back pass to another guy that went crazy. What the hell got into Hachimura yeah, in that
1: game? They combined for 52. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, Everybody was always upset about Drew Timmy, not Shaka Smart, not getting Drew Timmy because he's a Dallas kid and he goes up to Gonzaga. No, hell no. If you're a big man, you go play for Mark Few. Sabonis. Hachimura, uh, Timmy, I I know there's plenty of guys, Atlantic. I'm missing so many guys, and they they just developed those guys, and mm-hmm. he was huge, the threes he yeah, hit, man, he five, about, out of, five out of six, he had like, foe back to back to back to back, Good and grief. yeah, that passed by Austin Reeves, that's, <laughs> if people like, just started watching the NBA, because it's the playoffs, and go from college basketball to the NBA, that's the separation, because Austin Reeves is what, the 300-something player in the NBA. There's only 450 on the rosters. Mm -hmm. He's not a top guy, and he made that pass like it was nothing, like he was magic or something.
0: So you're saying the difference is the ability to move the ball that that way? Just little details like that.
1: Because yeah. no one in their right mind in college would throw a behind the back pass at that spot. In clutch time, in this magnitude, game one of the playoffs?
0: Yeah, that was incredible. It's nuts. I mean, he let them, Hachimura leads them in scoring, and next is Reeves. Then it's Davis's 22, and LeBron had a, for him, bad 21 and 11, and
1: he was off. Yeah, he and was off. He wasn't... had about five turnovers. Yeah. Anthony Davis, he scared everybody. You know, he's going to scare you. I told you, he's going to oh. scare you. I was going to say, is, is, is he okay? I guess. I, I don't, don't know what they shot him up with when he went in the back.
0: I'm not a lip-reading expert, but we all saw what he said to someone. He said, I can't feel my arm. Like, whoa, uh, whoa. Was, so, th- thankfully, for hit, for the Lakers' sake, he's looks like he's okay. But then the John ja Morant thing. Uh, Zay, I asked you before the show, and obviously another big injury is what happened to the Greek freak. Are these dudes launching too much? Or are these just a couple of freak injuries, or are we getting airborne a little too much if we're superstars right now? What's happening?
1: Yeah, they're freak injuries, and it's because those guys are getting airborne. There's, you know, some going around Twitter. Somebody says they should ban charges. No, they shouldn't. That's ridiculous. You're not banning charges just because. How would you do that? Yeah, just because two top tier players get hurt. The point of a charge is to make you think about driving. Yeah, you're supposed to get hurt. Yeah, it's supposed to be painful. Basketball's physical. Well, you don't have, to, and you don't have to take off. Yeah, people right? all, like, people like always hate on these NBA players and stuff, and I get it. Some of them are soft, and a lot of them won't be able to play in the National Football League. I get it. That's absolutely true. But it's a physical game, especially in the playoffs. So if somebody takes a charge, and if you're John Morant or Giannis, and you use your athleticism to get where you need to go, and you like to get airborne like that, yo, bro. You better think twice before you do that again, because remember how you fell last time. Remember that pain, that arm, and right. it's legal too. I can't hack you like Bill Lambier or Rick Mahorn no more. So it's a legal way to now I don't like undercutting nobody. But both of those charges I saw, but legit, are right, look, are look legit, even though it's they little- were mobbing blocks. But they were still legit. It yeah, wasn't yeah, no right. dirty like I undercut somebody. Yeah, Kevin Love that's is not diff- known
0: for dirtying somebody in that situation, no. right? No.
1: Yeah. And you have to reward the defense somehow, especially in the NBA. You already have so many advantages. <laughs> they took away hand checking, you know, illegal defense, et cetera. So, yeah, that's I think that's bogus, Get rid of charges. No, develop a floater. Develop a float game, yeah. Giannis. The- John Morant, when you get in that lane, you see Kevin uh, Love standing there. Nice little folder right over the top. Tony Parker never had those problems.
0: And that's what I thought on both of those plays. Both of those guys have either been developing more of a game or they already had it. Fellas, you got to come up with something other than crash through the window on that play. And I hate that they both got hurt there. Hopefully they're all right. With Giannis, it's a back. And obviously it's the hand with Morant. But they're, they're both teams are concerned that they're not going to be able to play in game twos. But what happens after that? This could affect Obviously, everything, one on each side, this could this, this could affect everything else in the
1: East and the West. It's a part of the game. I, You're right. It could definitely affect it, but it's a part of the game. There's no way they should go to their little meetings during the summer and discuss getting rid of the charge. Nah, that would be one of the dumbest things. I'd, I'd hate the NBA for that. Yeah, that would be I, terrible.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, they just need a little, more, little variation yeah. there. Plus, uh, all through my life, I'm not going to be the old man to sit here and say, they are getting hurt more than – no, man. I could take you back to series way back in the day, final series, Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals, where an injury plays a huge role. Yeah. A massive role in the series. So it happens a
1: lot. John Morant, go watch Tony Parker film. It's a oh, good, watch it. It's a good idea. I'm, I never remember Tony Parker falling hard, really, because he always shot that floater. Oh, somebody's right there standing in mm-hmm. my way. I'm not going to try to jump over him because I can already. So, float game. Lay up left hand, right hand, be creative. Maybe a
0: little Steve Nash. Yeah. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. Yeah. Not a bad idea. We'll see what happens with those injuries. Tonight in the NBA, game two, Philly and Brooklyn. Sixers took care of game one in that series. And then Sacramento and Golden State getting after it in game two. I got to get more of Zay's thoughts on that game one because Sacramento did what we said they had to do. You got to keep this thing going where Golden State can't win on the road. You're going to bury yourself if you lose game one. Sacramento uh, fought hard and got a win at the end of that one. So we'll talk about that as we move along. Everything's TNT tonight, by the way. Obviously a lot of football talk too. Some good reactions coming in uh, on the spring game and other stuff. Specs text line 337 uh, 3776. I'll read a couple of texts. We got a response. The, the texture that said they wanted to see a little more speed as Texas heads towards the SEC. I asked, well, did you see speed in the spring game? They responded. We'll get you that. You let us know what you thought as well. And come coming up in the crab bag I'll give you a little Aggie Spring game reaction apparently there's a joke going around today
1: Chad and Zay
0: Did he go to the cover I mentioned the other day? Did he do it? Am I going to have to admit I like this band live on the air? Yeah, he did. He did. It's Radar Love from White Lion. Oh, my God. You know what? I admit it. I'm a full-grown man, and I love me some White Lion. Mike Tramp, Vito Brada, and the crew, here's to you. This is a great little cover. Great little cover. White Lion and Dio getting us started today saw White Lion open for ACDC back in the day, if my memory serves. Hope you're having a good Monday. We're getting a lot of good texts in uh, on the spring game and other things. Uh, somebody was referencing the spring game, talked about – the physicality needed wanted to see improved speed of play for Texas, says, especially as we enter the SEC. So I asked for more thoughts on, well, what'd you see Saturday? They said, I saw a little bit of it at the spring game. Hard to tell because of the nature of the game. Uh, that's certainly true. I'd like to see us call plays quicker and play with more fire and then on the nba same fan says as a side note i think the warriors are in trouble not a good way uh, not a good away team walking into the beam i'd be worried if i was dubs fans fox and sabonis went under the radar sacramento got win uh winning game number 1 but zay all golden state has to do is win tonight
1: yeah, I want to say they're in trouble. got to steal it tonight. Yeah, they're a championship team. You know, Draymond Green, he went on his little podcast, and he just straight up said, yeah, well, we good. We ain't tripping. De'Aaron Fox went five for seven, seven, six for three. He ain't supposed to do that. We, Dre Lyles. He ain't supposed to do that. We, so.
0: we really are in a different world. When I was growing up, I don't remember anybody ever saying, you know, after the Celtics lost that game, Larry Bird went on his podcast, and he said they're fine. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you said Bird. It's so modern, right? It's such the a most m- quiet dude, that's superstar true. in NBA history.
0: All right, let me pick another guy. How about uh, the the w- first team I remember locking into on a national level? If Dr. J had a podcast after, like, oh, you know, the Sixers won the game, and he went on, they, they lost, and he went to talk about what what he and Moses didn't do right in the game. Yeah, that's just
1: weird. Well, that's why they're a third seed, people. You play off De'Aaron Fox because he's so fast, he's so athletic, and now yo, he's been in the league long enough where he could just work on that jumper every mm-hmm. summer, and it's pretty. That lefty stroke, it's a pretty jumper. And Malik Munt, both those guys, John Perry dudes, Kentucky guys, yeah, they're tough.
0: Sacramento won game one. Let's see what they do tonight. That's 9 o'clock on TNT, and then Brooklyn and Philly is the starter, 6.30 on TNT. TNT, and if you haven't caught it, we're already into playoff vibes on the TNT crew. Ernie and Charles were going at it last night. I love those guys. Seriously? I love that show. Ernie and Charles. Charles' argument was that the Lakers wanted to go into the play-in game and that the Clippers should have tried to get into the play-in game. And Ernie was fighting him the whole way. Like, why would a team want to do that? That makes no sense. And Er And Kenny and Shaq were just watching them go back and forth.
1: It was fantastic. Yeah, I saw Shaq's teal-ass suit. Ooh, yeah. I don't know about that one, brother.
0: Somebody said he looked like that big bottle of Listerine that you buy in the store. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best tweet they had last night. So that's all coming up on TNT tonight. All right, let's get into the crap bag. We'll talk about the Aggie spring game.
1: Chad's Crap Bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap.
0: Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com Don't worry, Longhorn fans, not a lot of breakdown of A&M Spring Game today, but you're about a year away from caring again a little bit more about where the Aggies are and kind of what they've got going on. But also today, apparently, Zay, the Aggies have given everybody something to make fun of after the Spring Game. I didn't realize this today. I was reading a little recap of the Spring Game, and I I rewatched last night, make sure I'd seen everything and then I get to the bottom of the story and I see 2023 Texas A&M Spring Football Awards defensive MVP, offensive MVP, special teams MVP, etc and I sense that social media exploded on the Aggies for this one
1: did, Is that fair? Did they pour Gatorade on Jimbo Fisher after the game? I don't believe so. Did they tear the goalposts down after the game? I Aggie did, fans. I did see a
0: still shot. Okay, so the defensive MVPs were Bryce Anderson and Shamar Turner, and I think there I, were two. There were two, and I think oh, I saw. man! I think I saw either a, a, a it was either a picture or a video of Jimbo on the field with Shamar Turner, and there was somebody else, and I'm assuming it was Anderson, and they they were. Holding, like, little crystal... Oh, yeah, I saw the trophies. Trophies. Mm. So now, let's be clear, though. These are spring football awards. So that's not okay at the end of the spring game to say, hey, here's who's done best throughout the spring? It's not like the year that A&M claimed the spring game as a victory. That didn't happen, although it did happen back then. Hmm. <sighs> So it's not that, it's not that, Zay, but do you, are you uncomfortable with this one? Is this joke, a jokeable offense that you would have awards at the end of spring?
1: Um, it's very Aggie, but okay. I mean, I feel like a lot of teams do this, but in closed doors. This this should be behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. And when the media talks to the coaches, they always ask, hey, who's showing out? Who looks good? Is there anybody that stood out? Do you have an MVP of the spring? So if he says
0: that, it's cool.
1: Yes. but the coaches need to start naming off people. Hey, this guy did this. This guy was a leader. You need to take that as an award.
0: Just don't need to present Crystal. No. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough.
1: That's ridiculous. Look,
0: this is a head coach that got presented a national championship trophy the day he was introduced. Oh, my gosh. That can mess with your brain, I guess. All right, now to the game itself, I just want to remind everybody, Zay, as we head into this season, there's a lot of talk about who left a and but I got a pleasant reminder of who's still there this year. Anaya Smith did not leave. Anaya Smith pulled himself out of draft contention at one point. He's coming back. Um, Damani Richardson did the same thing The defensive back from Waxahachie He's back for another year Evan Stewart as of this weekend was there And looked like the best receiver they have If Evan Stewart stays That guy can make some plays Bobby Petrino needs to show him off a little bit But Evan Stewart's there Jalen Preston is back as well Two, I thought the two running backs looked alright Amari Daniels, Ruben Owens They gotta figure something out there Wegman and Johnson, the quarterbacks They're alright They're up and down They'll make some really good throws, and then they'll make a couple throws that you have question marks. So here's my big question for Jimbo and Bobby Petrino. Can you all build a quarterback that's not already built? Because I can name two quarterbacks you've been associated with, but those dudes were kind of built when they got there. They were kind of badass, and I think both of them won the Heisman. So if you don't have a Heisman-level quarterback, can you develop it to get you where you want to go. You know, can the Aggies get to, I don't know, eight wins this
1: year? Who was calling the plays?
0: I mean, my Petrino was communicating with the quarterbacks a lot. Okay. I'm assuming it's Petrino. I saw a lot of formations that Jimbo Fisher is not exactly known for. I saw some four and five wides. Wegman had 47 pass attempts in the spring game, and Johnson had like 37. So – if, if you're an Aggie fan, I would tell you that's pretty good news. They need to diversify that offense, spread things out, use Stewart, use your receivers. They got tight ends for days. I don't know how many of them are great, but they got tight ends to use. They just need to use them. Throw them the ball.
1: Yeah, there was one point of time uh, I'd be tripping off of Evan Stewart, trying to get him down here to the 40 acres, but as you saw this weekend, that wide receiver room is thicker than Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce having a pillow fight.
0: Yeah, if there's one – yeah, that, that's true. Say Texas, Texas might – want him in terms of what it would mean that you got him from A&M <laughs> but they don't need him for the room
1: No, not no more. Yeah, they we don't good. need him for we the room We good. So, I'm, I'm, I'm good. We didn't even see no Casey Kane. We didn't see Isaiah Nayor I'm good.
0: Now I do feel that it's necessary to say this next part out loud Since A&M has gone through what they've gone through the last few months, I should point out Zay that we are about to have but we may be already there. We are in a transfer portal open window situation
1: That's right. Just open Saturday. Until mid-May I'm just letting
0: everybody know that. So for every, and that's for everyone. That's for whether you're an Aggie fan, a Longhorn fan, or yeah. whatever. That the transfer thing is out there. We had somebody text us earlier about this Bear Alexander story. The kid from Georgia,
1: right? Big
0: D tackle
1: went to Den Ryan.
0: That's right. You got some cool connection with
1: uh, Anthony Hill to
0: this part of the world. Yeah, Long- I saw
1: Anthony. I saw that tweet. That's what I'm talking about. Yep,
0: Longhorn fans are interested there. All right, so there you go. Some thoughts on the Aggie spring game. Also coming up in the flex segment, I'll give a local start some love, who had a decent day at the Aggie Spring Game. Also, we've got a commitment to tell you about in the Flex segment. It won't shock you, but we do need to tell you about it. Coming up next, we'll get back to the Texas Spring Game, the reaction from Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. Continue to let us know what you thought of Texas, of Ewers, of Murphy, of Arch Manning, and all the rest. 337-3776 is that Specs text line. Hour number two coming up on the Horn.